Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, a strong and powerful Andrea Warrock. Andrea, are you ready to do this? I am. Thanks so much for having me on. Awesome. Let's do this. Andrea is a consumer and money-saving expert, writer, speaker, TV personality, helping people to reach financial freedom. She's been featured on Today Show, Good Morning America, Dr. Oz, as well as written for the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, USA Today, and many other outlets. Very excited to have you on. Andrea, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, of course. Well, I am married with a two-year-old and another one on the way. Actually, it's about less than two weeks before my due date. Nice. Um, Yeah, but um, as you can see, I have a passion for personal finance and household budgeting and especially for families. Um, and as I'm living through this experience, I'm able to, you know, further share my own personal, um, realizations about budgeting and finances with others who might be going through the same thing or need help. But I really do enjoy, um, spreading financial information and helping other people learn easy ways to save and spend less. But specifically I work with media to, um, get that message out there. Um, and so I I've had the lucky opportunity, as you mentioned, to work with some really amazing national outlets. And um, yeah, so I'm continuing to do that. So uh, it's been fun, a fun journey all, all this whole time and looking forward to doing more. Nice. And it is kind of the time of year when we are thinking about other people and thinking about gift giving and, and being grateful and thankful um, and, and all those. So I'm excited to to dig into um, managing budgets and shopping for the holidays, but just wanted to just for just take a step back, get your idea on the idea of financial freedom, what that really means to you. Yeah, and I think that for some people they might be confused, or people can have different ideas of what financial freedom means. For me, financial freedom um, means feeling less stressed about your money, your budget. Um, so you're not living paycheck to paycheck. You don't feel like you're scraping by or wondering how you're going to afford rent or mortgage next month or how you're going to pay a health care bill. Financial freedom is the opportunity to um, do more of what you love, stress less, and um, find new opportunities. I think, that's, I think that that is great. And it's such an interesting thing that there's so much information out there and I think that being able to take information and package it in a way and maybe frame it in a way that's digestible for people and hopefully meet people where they are at whatever stage of their lives they are and help them to make good decisions to get to that point of financial freedom. That's a, a great thing that, that you're able to do for people. So. Well, let's, well, thank let's, you. I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> let's 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 get into. Um, here we are. It's it's the beginning part of November, so everything is coming up. Um, how do you how do you coach people on getting ready for shopping for the holidays? 
Right. Well, and and as you mentioned, um, you know, this is a really important time to talk about this. And one of the points that I made about what financial freedom is, it's to alleviate the stress that you might feel. And, you know, especially for families. And I know that you have a a child. I I have, uh, you know, almost two. Um, So, you know, we have so many different things to worry about in our lives and worrying about money and budgeting and finances. um, If you can just alleviate that, that'll give you more time to focus on things that really matter. And so, I find the holiday season specifically is a time that people feel so stressed in many different ways and for many different reasons, whether it's family, work-related, or financially. Um, So hopefully some of these steps can help alleviate some of that pressure that you feel in your budget. And the first most important step for people um, is to figure out how much you can really afford this time of year so you don't go into debt. You may already be carrying a balance. Um, consumers carry, you know, tons of credit card debt. It's still such an issue in our country. And going into the holidays without a spending plan or a budget um, can just put you in a worse position and cause even more stress come January. So what I would first recommend doing is setting a preliminary budget by looking at what you spent on gifts and travel last year. That will kind of just give you an idea of what you might be spending this year, but also look at what you can truly afford based on your budget and think about if there are things you can cut back on to make room for the holiday expenses. And hopefully you've been saving. If not, um, you know, there are opportunities to boost your budget that I can talk about later. But when you're making your budget, don't just focus on travel and gifts. Think about all the little things that can come up during the holidays. I'm sure you've experienced it, but of course, um, you know, it could be all those greeting cards, the postage for greeting cards, gift wrap, uh, it's buying groceries for out of town guests uh, or hostessing a party. It could be extra babysitting services when you have a holiday party over the weekend or maybe a new outfit for that holiday party. All these little things really add up. So you know, when you factor that into your spending, that might change how much you can afford on gifts in general. So you need to think about that and the entire and look at the entire picture. I think that that's uh, as you were talking about that. My wife and I have an event coming up on Saturday, and so I know that we're going to have to get a sitter and potentially Uber down to this uh, right. to, to the venue <laughs> and, and everything else. And so I I think that that is. A really, really important point that, yeah, you're going to spend money on gifts, but there's so many other expenses that that are going to pop up. I have to imagine that, and I, I don't know the number, but I don't think that there's that many Americans that actually keep a budget anyway. And so right. I would imagine that it's an even smaller number of Americans that actually put a plan like this together. But it doesn't have to take that much time, I, 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 I wouldn't think. Right. And, and that kind of leads me into my next tip is that um, if you don't really have a budget and you feel overwhelmed already with everything going on and thinking about trying to set one now, um, perhaps it's just thinking about um, putting together a realistic gifting plan and based on what you can afford without going into debt. So what you might do is think about all the people that you typically buy gifts for or who you want to buy gifts for, whether that's your parents or a sibling, maybe a coworker. And write, write them down, write down a list of all these people with different gift ideas and how much you might spend. When you tally that up, 
you might real you might realize you know this is more than you should be spending. Ultimately, the holiday season is not about giving gifts, right? Although it's right. always a nice gesture. So then you can go back and make modifications. Um, and there could be people that perhaps you can just spend time with, or maybe you could bake something or make something if you're crafty. Otherwise, uh, speak with your family. Maybe this year you're only focusing on kids, or maybe you're setting up a secret Santa gift exchange with your group of friends. So you're only responsible for one gift and set a budget on and limit on that. Uh, something that I did recently with my family, my husband has uh, three siblings. They each are married with a few different kids and the gift exchange was getting a little out of control. So what we decided was that um, each family would be responsible for uh, the children of another family. So we would get like a, a group a gift for their kids. And so we would just pick a name out of a hat. So that really alleviated a lot of the, the stress financially and also trying to shop and figure out what everybody wants. But um, it still was fun to, you know, give a gift and still stay in that spirit of the holidays. So, you know, you want to think about that. And if you just really just don't have the money, nobody wants you to go into debt to right. give you know, to get a gift from you. So just think about that. And, you know, people would rather see you um, than get a gift. So, you know, it, it don't feel the pressure to shop. Um, and, you know, you can always have those co honest conversations about your finances. If, if you feel, you know, um, like you rather tell somebody why you're not giving a gift, it's okay. You know, people have been there or they might even be in the same position and feel really great that you brought it up. I think that that's such a great point. And, I mean, we avoid so many kinds of conversations, particularly about money, and we're, we're capable of putting those off for a long time. And certainly when there's family involved also, we're capable of putting off important conversations. But to your point, you never know what your brother or your sister or your mom or your dad, what, what their current financial situation is. So I think that that's great advice and it's okay to be vulnerable. And odds are if somebody's listening to this show they are conscientious about money. So it's okay to have that conversation and say, hey, you know what? It would be better for us if we didn't exchange gifts this year. Exactly. Yeah. And maybe there's something else that you can think about doing. Maybe there's an opportunity to volunteer together so you can offer a suggestion and you're actually spending quality time together doing something really meaningful. And that's a gift in itself. So think about, you know, other ways of uh, spending time during the holidays together. I love it. All right. But for those folks that, that you are going to buy gifts for, does it make sense to, to take advantage of, of deals like Black Friday? Does it make sense to, to start as soon as possible? Yeah. So what I would recommend is that uh, once you know you have that gift list and plan, hopefully you have a few ideas of what you want to buy because what I find that a lot of people do if they just start shopping aimlessly is you know, picking up a few items here and there, not really having a lot of focus. And so um, that can definitely cause you to break your budget, end up buying impulse purchases for yourself. <laughs> so um, definitely have that gift list and plan. But then think about, um, you know, spreading out those purchases now um, and picking up a few gifts here and there. There are going to be a lot of early holiday sales. I've already seen so many deals popping up. Um, and what that does is that allows you to better manage your cash flow and alleviate that financial tension that you might feel later in December when you try to buy everything at once with one paycheck. So, you know, if you spread out those purchases over the next several weeks, 
you will definitely be able to better manage your money. And then towards December, if you feel like you really are kind of, um, you know, limited on uh, your budget, something pops up unexpectedly, you can obviously adjust your shopping plan. Got it. I think that that makes sense. And I'm, I've heard about, and I honestly, I, 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 I don't use them, but I've heard about apps like, I think it's called Honey, and there's sort of overlays that, that, that go over Amazon. Are, are, yes. Are, are those worthwhile? Yes. So, you know, and especially if you're someone who plans to shop on Black Friday and check out those deals or on Cyber Monday, just something to keep in mind is that there are always so many other ways to maximize your savings. So people might look at a sale price and just assume that that's the best price. But there are a lot of tools that can help you, one, make better buying decisions and two, uh, save even more money. So first of all, what I find that can be a little bit misleading or very misleading actually over the holidays is that a lot of retailers will inflate original prices when they release a sale to make that 50% off claim sound like a better value. And um, if you don't know what something costs prior to those sales, you can't really make a good buying decision. So um, that's where a tool like ranktracer.com comes in helpful. They actually track prices, every hour of products sold on Amazon, uh, we know that Amazon is actually notorious for fluctuating prices. So that's a really good resource for getting an average, the average selling price of a certain product, seeing what its current lowest or latest lowest selling price was, and use that as a comparison tool for other holiday sales, because we know that a lot of competitors will match Amazon prices. Then, um, you know, you mentioned Honey. That's a browser extension which will alert you if any deals become avail are, are available for a product you're looking for without you having to do the extra online search. Um, if you're going in store, you can use an app like Flip. This is a shopping app that provides you with store circulars and deals all in one place, so you can compare before going out to the retailers to see who has the best price on what. You might even be able to use that app to see if a store will add match and provide a better price on a certain product if a competitor is offering a better deal. Um, and then there's also the invisible hand browser extension, which will provide pop-up notifications if something you're looking at online is sold at another site for less. So I know I threw out a lot of information right there, but the point is, um, you know, do a little bit of research before you buy anything and chances are you can uncover further deals. Yeah, I think, you know, talking about the little, um, the little unexpected ancillary expenses that will invariably come up. Well, if you can save five percent, ten percent, even who knows, um, that's going to help you to not go into debt during during the holidays. Um, and also, instead of just piling more crap into our closets, you can also maybe get rid of some of the existing crap and use that to buy the new stuff. Right. Yeah. Well, we were talking about you know setting a budget. And, um, you know, looking for ways to save or setting aside certain funds for the holidays. But for many consumers, unfortunately, a lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck. And so maybe that's not an option. And that is why a lot of people rely on credit cards. Unfortunately, um, you know, that's not 
going to be really helpful uh, to avoid going into debt or, you know, deepening your debt. But what I would want people to do is think about maybe ways that they could boost their budget. So first of all, if you're expecting a raise or bonus, of course, you can set aside some of that for holidays. But, you know, think about um, making some money on the side. Look around your home for items you no longer need or use. You could sell those online at sites like Facebook Marketplace, for instance. Um, It's a local uh, online marketplace where you can quickly and easily post pictures of your items. Um, you can chat with people through messenger to negotiate the price or set a time to see it. I actually just sold an old dishwasher for $75 through the site. So that was great. Put the money right into a holiday account. So I know that that is going to cover some of my expenses. Now, some other things you can think about uh, a side hustle. You know, I know that that's such a huge thing right now. Um, So maybe it's becoming a rideshare driver and, you know, on a free night or a weekend night, maybe you're just uh, taking a few trips on, through Uber or Lyft and making a little bit of extra cash. You could also dog sit if you like pets. There are sites like Rover.com where you can make up to $1,000 a month just dog sitting. And that does not require you to, you know, go to uh, to, to commit hours uh, uh, nights and weekends to a part-time job. You just are doing that right from home and go about your everyday life. And then there's also sites like taskrabbit.com, which could hook you up with like odd jobs uh, around your neighborhood. So maybe somebody's looking for help building Ikea furniture and they'll pay you five or 10 bucks an hour to help them. I mean, you know, these are small little things, but uh, do them here and there. You can add up and, and help cover some of your holiday expenses. I love it. Well, I think that that is all excellent stuff. Um, I have to imagine that one of the primary reasons it's not the big gifts that break the budget. It is all the little things. So I appreciate that very much. Well, Andrea, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Well, you know, I think that the most important thing for people to think about is how they look at money and think about what they really value. Um, I know that your listeners specifically are probably already a little bit money savvy and, and know, know what they want out of life, but think about, um, you know, reducing any money waste from your budget and, and spending in more meaningful ways. And, you know, don't think about cutting cable or cutting back on takeout as a sacrifice. Look at, is it, Look at it as an opportunity to spend your money on experiences or things that you really value. So maybe that's that trip abroad with your family or, you know, new biking equipment because you are uh, love to ride with your family, whatever it might be, you know, making those adjustments here and there can better your life and allow you to design the life that you want to lead. Well, that is great stuff that definitely gets it. Come on, come on. And I couldn't, yeah. I just, I couldn't agree with you more taking the time to obviously put the budget together, but also taking the time to really, as a family, decide what you value and, and make sure that what you spend your money on isn't in, in line with those values. So, so thank you for that. Um, Andrea, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Of course. Yeah, it was a pleasure, first of all. But you can learn more about me at my website, andreawarrock.com. I'm also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, same name, Andrea Warrock. 
So as long as you know how to spell it, you can find me uh, sharing daily savings and financial strategies. And feel free to send me a message, email or direct message on through one of those social sites. I'm always happy to respond and try to get back right away with some ideas if you have any concerns or questions. Awesome. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Andrea your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Follow her on social media. Check out her website. I will list all those in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Andrea. Thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing. Leave us a review. And definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on.